Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Jennifer Filzen, the owner of Rockstar Marketing in Monterey, California. How are you, Jennifer? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So good to hear you're doing well. Let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Oof. Okay. Rockstar Marketing is the content king of storytelling for service industries. So we work with primarily the auto repair industry, as well as construction and dental and healthcare. So service industries are who we specialize in because we are more focused in the storytelling of the brand representing the voice of the company. And that is its own niche, right? Of expertise, because we're not necessarily selling things online as a lot of e-commerce sites do, uh, but we are focusing on the services industries and they need to have their stories told because so often you can't tell the difference between auto repair shops. You can't really tell the difference between dentists and you, you pretty much will shop for them either on referral or checking out their reviews to see if they're good, right? Yeah. But they need their stories heard because when you are in a commodities market, people just can't tell the difference between one and the other. So we're the ones that differentiate. This is who we are. This is what we represent. This is our why. This is what makes us special and unique. And that is how we help them find their tribe of ideal clients. Wow, that's amazing. I love when there's an emphasis on stories because we're all individuals. So that's very personal. Is it a very personal relationship with your clients, you would say? Truly. You know, what's really yeah. fun is that when we do an SEO interview, we, we interview our clients for about two to three hours. And, you know, what's interesting, Dustine, is that when they start off, they pretty much say the same things everyone else does in the first 45 minutes. But after they're comfortable and we're like, oh, really? Tell me more. Tell me more. We find their why. If you're familiar with Simon Sinek, he talks about starting with why. Why are you doing this? Why do you get out of bed every day? And so when you look at why they are there and what makes them special and unique, that's where the magic of the storytelling comes from. A lot of marketing agencies will do their best to save some time and have them fill out a form like name, which, you know, give, give us a basic, what are the services you offer? But then that's what makes them look like everybody else. I often tell a story whenever I teach a marketing class, because I love to teach marketing classes to the industries that we serve. And I um, live here in Monterey and I used to volunteer at the Monterey Bay Aquarium and I worked with the penguins and I was a scuba diver in the otter tank. And I had the best animals to work with. And one of the things that I talk about in my classes is, can you tell the difference between penguins? Now, even me, when I have worked with them, I've cleaned their poop, I've fed them, I've done all the things. Unless they have a little armband that tells me their name and gender, I still can't discern who they are, but they know who they are. Yeah. And when you see a male penguin do the courtship process with the female, <laughs> he wants to lay a pebble. Here's my little pebble. He wants to lay a pebble at her feet Aww. and build a little nest for her. And he does his little, you know, his little, his little calling, his little mating. His, he does his little head. They have this whole mating ritual and then they, they ideally mate for life. Right? So, what I'm asking people when I'm teaching this class is, 
how do people know the difference between you and all the other penguin auto repair shops, all the penguin construction companies, all the penguin dentists out there? What are you doing to woo your particular target audience? What are you doing that's differentiating you from everybody else? Because otherwise you just look like a bunch of penguins and they usually love that story. And I'll wear a penguin shirt when I'm, when I'm wearing, when I'm teaching that class, that says be yourself, you know? Oh, so amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but it's also like so important, right? Cause you're absolutely correct. Storytelling is what triggers that heartfelt pulling at the emotional strings and we can buy because it's cheap or, you know, we need it, but why do we keep returning? It's because of emotion. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I heard something recently that said you're 22 times more likely to remember a story that someone says rather than a fact. And that just speaks to how like we want to know what's going on like beneath the surface, right? We're humans, connection, what makes us different. I just, I think it just gets us to the root, would you say? Oh, for sure. For sure. And it's that connectedness, right? So a lot of times business owners will worry like, oh, well, the competition is doing this and the competition is doing that. And I tell them, don't worry about the competition. This is an abundance mentality that I'm encouraging them to adopt, right? And really, when you look at it, I mean, there are how many marketing agencies that are there on the planet? There's like so many. You throw a rock and you hit like five marketers, right? Or influencers or, you know, Instagram experts or TikTok experts. You know what I'm saying? Like we're everywhere, a dime a dozen. But the thing is, is that everybody has their audience, right? And there's plenty of room to go around. You don't have to worry about what is the competition doing? If you focus on yourself and offering the best customer service experience to your people, you don't have to worry about the competition. So stop looking at what everyone else is doing. Focus on you. Focus on making those clients thrilled with you. So one of the things that we do that differentiates us amongst other marketing agencies is we do focus on the industries that we serve. We're very niche in that service industries. Mm -hmm. And we also make a very good point of not creating cookie cutter content for our clients. I even tell them when I am working with them, like when, even before they sign the dotted line and they're checking me out, I'm like, you know what? If you see copied content coming from us, or we just copy and paste some stuff and put it on your website, fire us immediately. Because our whole thing is that we are telling your unique story and we're building the beautiful keywords that are necessary, plus your story. It's an art and a science. Yeah. And that stuff performs so well. You look at the key performing indicators of, you know, the the results that we're doing with organic searches and the way we do it, it always, almost always, knock on wood, almost always outperforms the paid ads. So mm -hmm. what we're doing is tried and true and people love it. And then they see themselves reflected in that story. And then that story is on their website, but it's also in their blogs. It's mirrored in their customer reviews because we're managing their customer reviews. It's also mirrored in all of their social media posts because, you know, uh, again, using an example of auto repair, a BMW specialist is not going to care about having a Toyota commercial. So we would never put a Toyota commercial on a BMW expert's 
feed of social media posts. And you know what I mean? So it has yeah. to truly match the voice and what makes sense for each client customized. Yeah. I love this conversation. It just, it's just so personalized and I love it. it emphasizes people <laughs> and we're so different. You know, I want to know though, what's the reason be behind your why? What was, uh -oh. what, yeah. What's the story? Walk us through it. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, well, let me start off. I have two whys, but let me kind of give you origin story of why we're rockstar marketing in the first place and that what drove me to be doing what I'm doing. So um, let's take you back a few years to 2006 and I'm going through a divorce and I need to purge my emotions. And the, the, my, my counselor's like, would you like some medication to get you through this? I'm like, no, I want to feel the highs and I want to feel the lows and I'm going to use my creativity to help me get through it. So I have always loved music. I have been trained in vocal performance. So I've been trained in opera. I've been trained in jazz. And I've always, since I was a little girl, Justine, I always wanted to be a rock star. And when you grow up in Orange Park, Florida, Florida, a suburb of Jacksonville, Florida in the 1970s, where there's no internet, and really the major music areas are New York and Los Angeles. Where's a little girl going to be a rock star? That's not going to happen, right? Well, I had to wait until I was in my thirties in the two uh, thousands where I started discovering that, yeah, I, this online stuff. So I was able to through Craigslist before Craigslist got weird. Remember when it was like new and remember when the social media channels at the time in like 2007 was like MySpace, which was like the big social media platform. And then these two brand new things that had just been released to the masses, Facebook and Twitter. So I was using online to be able to find a guitarist, find my producer and, 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 get my CDs printed and get my music distributed through CD baby. And I was using like all these new tools for someone to essentially release their own music without the need of a record label. And so I did it myself. I developed my own little record label called Asilomar records. Cause we have a Silomar state beach down here in Monterey peninsula. And I did it. And here's here's kind of the, the journey. It was a five-year journey of me spending all kinds of effort and time and lots of money on promoting my two albums and music videos and did all that. I spent 60 grand and I got $1,400 back. But what I did accomplish is I became quite the social media maven. I started an agency that I felt like a loser for a long time, but I started an agency that over time would produce far more than 60 grand uh, in, in, in revenue. And um, I qualified for 10 Grammy nominations on the first album and I qualified for eight Grammy nominations on the second album. So is my is my story one of failure? Yeah. My return on investment was crap. Absolute crap. But it gave me the street creds because, you know, when you get a middle-aged white gal from the suburbs uh, who has no idea what she's doing, but she has tenacity and persistent mm -hmm. consistency, <laughs> then somehow we eventually make it. And truly, I am like a lesson in constantly failing forward. But guess what? We're here and we are the content king of storytelling for the auto repair industry. And we are branching off into construction and healthcare. So. 
Wow. <laughs> that was so unique. Isn't that fun? So now let's get yeah. to the why. Let's get to the why. Mm-hmm. So in my journey of failing forward and being a complete goofball trying to figure out how this is all done, but somehow landing on her feet anyway, I figured out that I have a public why and I have a personal why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the public why came out faster than the personal why. It took me a while to figure out the personal why. But the public why was I just knew, I believed so strongly in this abundance mentality that if I if I know that my divinely inspired purpose of being here on this planet is to bring joy to millions of people, how am I going to do that? How is a little person like me that nobody knows about is going to bring joy to millions? Well, I figured it out. Well, it's through my music. It's through the marketing that I do. It's through the books that I've written. I've got a couple of them over my shoulder. I mean, I, I just really want to help people. And I know that when I operate in my genius, I create fantastic content for my clients. And then when I attract their tribe to them, they work in their genius. Let's just say it's repairing a car. And then they they say, here you go, honey. Here's your car. It's all fixed. And then that person who owns the car can go off in the world and do their genius. So it's a ripple effect, Estine. It's a ripple effect. And then it comes back as waves of abundance. So that's why number one. But then why number two is I looked at my own parents. Daddy passed away from dementia in 2020. So thankfully it was not COVID, but it was, it was Louis body dementia. But my parents were married for 52 years and they owned an electrical contracting business for a very, very long time. And in those years of running the, uh, the, the electrical contracting business, their marriage was solid. But let me tell you, I think that business really challenged them. And they made it. But think of all, think of all the businesses where it's a mom and pop shop of some sort, restaurant, auto repair, construction, whatever, right? And you've got two people that are in this partnership of life together, but they're not always equipped to do marketing, sales, the bookkeeping, you know, like they start a business and they have no idea. And I watched my parents struggle. I watched them almost go bankrupt several times. They didn't, but like they did have three mortgages on their house at one point. Like it was rough. And when it was time for me to go off to college, my parents are like, well, kid, we love you, but you're on your own because we just can't help you. And that's okay. That's okay. Right. So it, it made me the woman that I am today. But the point being is that my second why is if I can keep marriages together because I'm helping their business become successful and I'm telling that story in such a genuine way. And I can also provide some marketing and business and personal coaching that gets them through, then my mission is accomplished. So that was a very long answer, my love, but I hope it was at least valuable. It definitely was. Thank you. It was very thorough. I love thorough answers. You know, I just... You have an entrepreneurial spirit, as you can see, and I think a resilient one as well. And I just think that, I mean, clearly everything that you walked through is helping you today. What would you say from the past, what you walked through, what would you say you've learned from that that's brought you into the woman that you are today as an agency owner? 
oh man, there's like so many. Um, it can <laughs> being a woman in a male dominated industry. That's that's a story in all to itself. Mm-hmm. But I would say I would say this. This is um this is the the fun one of what I've learned. Every mistake that I've ever made is still cheaper than a college education. So it's okay. You know, <laughs> good one. <laughs> oh man. And and so we learn from it, right? And sometimes these are costly mistakes. Make no doubt about it. But then at the same time, sometimes sometimes when it is a costly mistake, are you going to pay attention more? Are you going to make that mistake again? You know what I mean? When it's a free mistake, what are the chances? Right? What are the chances of us, you know, repeating that mistake? But yeah, I would say that the most. I mean, it's constantly changing and pivoting. Like, boy, when COVID started, Mm. right? Twenty twenty was like. OMG. Like all my clients were like, oh my God, Jen, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And so, so many of my clients were coming to me like, oh my God, the bottom is falling out. Now, the good news is auto repair is an essential business. And so it was able to still operate, albeit with you know, caveats and having to make sure everything was done. But mm-hmm. that was an industry that was affected. Yes, but you need your car running, right? So what we did is we just pulled our resources. Instead of me working with all 60 clients separately in this time span, I said, look, everybody, are you okay with us mind melding together mm-hmm. and lifting each other up and supporting each other through these difficult times and sharing ideas with each other? Are you okay with working with your competition regardless of they're in a different city or not. Can we pull through this together? Because together we're stronger. And they all said, yes. People in the same towns that we were working with, they're like, I got it. Because they knew, they knew that even though there are three shops within 20 miles of each other, they all have their different tribe. They all have their different specialty. And we all partnered up. So we just created this word, this Google Doc that allowed everybody to like, okay, here's a great email to send out. Here's a great uh, post to send out. Here's a great update to send out. What can we do? What can we do? And so we gave away a lot of things that we would normally charge for graphics that they needed signs, written stuff. We, we did a lot of stuff for free mm-hmm. because we knew that we were going to get through this together. And we oh. did. And that is what got us through the top book on there, the give to get principle, because I wrote about that experience wow. and I share all of the secret little, little loving things that every shop does in order to give freely. And they know oh. that they will get in return because they, challenge they they chose relationship over transaction mm. and that is what gets you and i even talk about the four currencies the four currencies and this is another learning lesson there's so many <laughs> oh my gosh i'm a student of life i have to yeah. constantly keep my ear to the ground so i can keep up with all the stuff i'm even learning about the metaverse and i've been learning about the metaverse but now that things are crashing with the currency exchange that's a whole whew. anyway another episode <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, another episode. But there are four currencies. Let me talk about the four currencies. There's money, there's time, there's knowledge, and there's relationship. And we spend a lot of time talking about money, don't we? Oh, mm-hmm. inflation, uh, retirement savings going up in flames, like jobs being lost. We talk a lot about that money currency. Ooh, 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 right? But there's also the currency of time. 
Yeah. You can't get time back, right? Yeah. This is precious time that we are together, right? Yeah. So we better make sure that we have a great time together, right? And then there's knowledge. I'm sharing my knowledge. You're sharing your knowledge. Isn't that isn't that making the world a better place? And then we have relationships, the people that warm mm-hmm. our hearts, the people that take care of us, the people that know us and love us and encourage us and support us and help us grow, right? Yeah. So if you look at it, which is the most important of the four currencies and the most important one is relationship because when you really nurture your relationships, you get more money, you get more time, you get more knowledge. And I talk about that in my book, the give to get principle. The give to get principle. That's amazing. Thank you for breaking that down. I'm probably going to buy your book, but I thought that was beautiful. Well, thank you. And yeah, it's, it's, you can tell this is unscripted, right? Because I didn't even have it like handy. Here's what it looks like. Here's what it looks like. Oh, and amazing. It is a bestseller at Amazon. I'm very proud to say that it's a bestseller. So, And it's a pretty quick read. And I have it as a, like a workbook. So what's cool is that not only are you just reading my stories, I'm getting you to actually write your own stuff down mm. so you can figure out your own stuff. You could tell I was a teacher in a past life, huh? Clearly. <laughs> This is so amazing. You know, just to circle back, I love that you said failing forward. That's huge. (laughs) How or what did it take for you to get to just a consistent place within your revenue, would you say, during your journey? Oof. Um, Gosh. Okay. So... I'll, I'll be very vulnerable here. And I, I hope, I hope that, um, everybody can relate at some level to Mm -hmm. this. There are some people that they look like they were just born successful. You know what? That's, we're all, we're looking at everybody's A reels. We're not looking at the B and C reels and the things that ended up in the editing floor, right? We're not seeing all the struggles. We're not seeing this panic attacks. We're not seeing the strokes. We're not seeing the, 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 relationships crumbling, ending in divorce, right? We're seeing, oh, look, that person's a millionaire. Oh, that must be so easy for them. Ask them what they've been through, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody's been through their thing, whatever that thing is. But here's my story. So I am in the construction industry, director of marketing for a little local group that has um, a construction arm, but then also too, I'm the one in charge of the disaster recovery, disaster reconstruction. So if Mm -hmm. a car drives through a plate glass window of a building or uh, a house, then we would be the ones that come out or if a fire happens, that kind of thing. So here it is. It's 2007. I joined this construction company. 2007 is the beginning of the end of the, you know, of the big, huge, great recession. Yeah. By 2009, it's very apparent that this construction company is, is in financial trouble, as were many people in the construction world. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start my own business. It's okay. You save your ship. I'm going to start a business because I can see that in this recession, people are laying off their marketing departments and they need to outsource. And there's this thing that I've been doing with my music and promoting your business on social media. I think this is the future. So I'm going to go for it. And a lot of people were like, Jen, that's just a fad. This whole social media thing, what do I need that for? I've got the yellow pages. I've got the magazines and I've got word of mouth referrals, Jen. What do I need that for? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We all know now, 15 years later, right? Mm -hmm. Or sorry, 13 years from when I started my business, but 15 years from 2007 when these things started coming up on the scene. Yeah. Now we know in 2018 was when 
viewership of television lost out to viewership of social media, internet, right? So um, anyway, and you know what's really funny is I just totally forgot where I was going with this. What was the original question? Oh my God. Like I started going off my path as I often do. And I'm I think I was I was asking what it took for you to get to consistent place within Thank your you. revenue. I get into the story and then I'm like squirrel. You get lost in the story. It's great. I know. Sorry, baby. Sorry for all the listeners. I know if this doesn't happen to you, then just you're you're superhuman. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, I started in 2009. I'm going through all this stuff and I'm like learning how to like be a social media marketer because it's new. This is like the wild, wild west, you know, mm-hmm. it's Facebook and Twitter in their infancy and MySpace is the dominant thing. So I, I made horrible money, like below poverty level in the first couple of years. <laughs> and thank God my boyfriend, now husband at the time, but boyfriend was like, you know, making the decent money. Like we could, woo, we can, you know, we, we can survive. Um, <laughs> and I would say honestly that about seven years in, seven years in, I was like, I should quit. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Mm. And I even took a job at a, at a, corporate hotel. And I was like, yeah, okay, maybe this is what I'm gonna do. But you know what? It was like, I couldn't stand the whole corporate, all the rules, all the stuff. And even one of the people that stayed at the hotel regularly, because he had constant business there, he was like, Jen, they don't serve McDonald's on fine China. What are you doing here? Why are you here? I'm going to get you fired. Because you need to dedicate your time to your business, not this hotel. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I did. And I just, I just bucked up and I just head to the nose to the grindstone. And I finally would meet uh, a super fan who was a shop owner in Kansas city, Missouri, who saw the work that we did and we transformed his business. We got him to his next million. Like things were just cooking for him. And he's a super sweet, influential guy. And he told all of his people, like all of his people, we were introduced to 120 shops and about 60 of them came on board with us. It was nuts. Wow. Yeah. So, so thank you, Joe. Joe transformed my whole business by telling everybody, you need to work with Jen. Jen's the best. Work with Rockstar Marketing and you will see your business transform. And then we just started climbing. And I also got a business coach. I got a business coach and- Honestly, oh my gosh, Justine, I I was making like $4,000 a month, which to some people sounds a lot. But when you live in Monterey, California, that's not a lot. That's that's dipping into your savings money, okay? So for yeah. someone in a smaller area or a less expensive area, woo, $4,000 a month, that's fantastic. No, not out here. <laughs> not out here. And so I remembered in one year when I got my business coach, Vanya Clark Butler, whom I adore, I still with her to this day. Amazing. uh, I went from 4,000 a month to 5,000 a month to 6,000 a month to 8,000 a month to 12,000 a month. I was like, what is going on? She's like, we're just, we're just systematizing things. We're just getting you streamlined. We're getting this to be reproducible, Jen. And so now I'm proud to say that we are, knock on wood, I'm so close. We're going to be entering the 400K realm um, this year. That's so amazing. 
Yeah. So um, am I where I want to be? Am I a million dollar agency yet? No, but I'm working on it and it's slower than I want to be, but I always get what I want and I will eventually get there. Mm. So amazing. Thank you for expanding on that. You know, it's it's interesting that's word of mouth. It was someone saying, hey, work with work with their, you know, like that's amazing. Once again, circling back to relationships, right? <laughs> like that's amazing. What oh, would yeah. you say your agency's expertise is? Would you say? Definitely the storytelling. Yeah. Um, but storytelling alone does not get you there to your goals. Yeah. So again, as I have watched the evolution of social media, yeah. keep in mind, social media was like the bastard stepchild and <laughs> television was where a lot of the big agencies were living because that's bigger money and advertising mm -hmm. costs were higher. And so that's one of the reasons why social media took off wow. because it was for the little person that didn't really have much of a budget, pennies on the dollar or free, freemium, just getting your word out there. And then eventually, so now we've got it to where just as anything happens with any industry, you've got the wild, wild west of whatever that industry is. And then things start getting more, more, commoditized, more organized, and then the bigger corporations take over. So what we're seeing now is just as we saw television in, back in the 1950s, it was new, it was exciting. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it, it went, went from individual uh, stations that were independent and they had their own independent content to where it's big networks. We're seeing the same thing with social media. It's all like a free for all. And then now we've got big networks. So we're seeing the big agencies with the big data and all of the money behind that big data, they are now really usurping the small businesses within the marketing in the social media realm. So I'm seeing that I'm recognizing it. That's what happens in a commodities market. Okay, I get it. So we partnered up with InnoVision and together we are providing the storytelling and the data to make sure that we can indeed service those that need us. And so, as you know, marketing, oh my gosh, there's so many different, there's so, such a broad and tall version of marketing, right? Yeah. It's how big of a company do you want to work with? Do you want to work with the little people? Do you want to work with the small businesses, the medium-sized companies, the major corporations? And then how deep do you want to get into it? So there's, again, enough abundance for everyone, but where we excel is definitely SEO content on the website, the websites themselves. Yeah. Um, exceptional in video marketing. We do that very well. Blog writing. So really anything with writing in it, mm. we are extremely good at. And I'm doing something that nobody else is doing from what I've seen. So I'm going to say that I'm a, I'm a pioneer in this, but I don't know because I haven't seen anybody else. But I'll just say it because I don't know if anybody else is doing this. We're also infusing the story of the business inside the standard operating procedures, which is the incredible how to's, how to run this business, how to, how to close the shop, how to open up the shop, how to use the point of sale uh, software, how to use this, how to do an oil change. Like we are not only just saying, okay, to do an oil change, you do this, boom, 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 boom. But then we infuse the why we infuse the, the, the voice of the company inside of that. That way, anybody who is ramping up with a new business, it's new to them, but it's an established business, 
it's allowing them to understand why is it that we do this way? Oh, because of this. And what happens if we don't do it this way? Oh, now I understand the bigger picture because they just think, well, I'm just going to do it my way because it's it's easier. But when you realize that when it's standardized for a reason, it's because we want to have a reproducible, incredible, exceptional customer service experience without fail, as opposed to a throwing a dart and hoping that it hits. Right. Yeah. So we are doing that and it has been incredibly successful. We have turned around businesses that where the owners of the business just want to throttle their employees. Cause like I told you 20 times, I've told you 20 times. Well, they say that they have tribal knowledge. Well, tribal knowledge is a fancy word for saying it's not written down, read my mind and help me figure out, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. unless it's written down, unless you have video tutorials, how is anyone supposed to know how to do it properly? Mm. So we do that for businesses as well. And it's been exceptionally successful because yeah, they've got their external marketing. Their external marketing is beautiful because we wrote it, right? But your internal marketing is just as important as your external marketing. And if your people on the inside don't know what you're doing to attract the people on the outside, woof, your business is not going to make it like you want it to. Wow. Thank you for breaking that down. I love that you mentioned internal marketing is just as important. And also you mentioned just infusing the voice of the of the company. That's so important. You know, clearly you have you have a lot of experience, I'll say, right? And you know, you walk through the past and you walked up and downs, up and downs. In the midst of all of it, what would you say you're most proud of right now in your journey? I am very proud that I don't rest on my laurels. I'm mm-hmm. always growing and achieving. Yeah, we're dominant in the auto repair industry, but now that we've totally dominated that market, I mm-hmm. want to do more verticals. I want to grow. If we're going to become a million dollar agency, mm-hmm. then we need to, we really need to expand into other service industries besides auto repair. The other thing that I'm exceptionally proud of mm-hmm. is that our rock star marketing squad is amazing. Oh, like we're small but mighty, but our I've got a whole team of unicorns. Oh. Not many people can say that. I mean, our company culture is so good. Like we just every Friday we have our we have our squad meeting and we just brought on a new salesperson and she's like so excited because she can see that the love that we have for each other the celebration that we have for each other is totally genuine and when at the very end i even have like a little dance party we have our we have a song <laughs> that is our theme song and we have a little dance party at the end of each meeting which is so silly you would be like what but you know what it's fun yeah and we do a lot of shout outs so i would say that my squad is absolutely bar none the best Mm. Yeah, that's and it, so it amazing. Took a while. It took a while. We don't always, we don't always get that. We're not always that lucky. Sometimes we're lucky, but you know, to have a whole squad of unicorns—that's that's genuinely real and, and such a gem. That's so amazing. I mean, clearly your squads are a reflection of what you pour into your agency and how you live, right? Yeah. <laughs> when did you get to a point where you just wanted to invest in your growth with a coach or just invest in support with the team? Well, I think it was I think it was in 2016 when I really started reading um, the E-Myth, uh, mm-hmm. E-Myth Revisited, um, Michael Gerber. And I, I, I've, I'm, I'm just a constant 
studier. I, I can never stop studying. I'm yeah. gosh. Um, I, I mean, even though, even though I'm an expert in auto repair, I still read like, you know, Oh, look, this person wrote this book. Let me check it out. Or, you know, I'm reading business books all the time. And so I, uh, I don't know. I just, I just am constantly studying, trying to figure out where am I, where am I going? And gosh, once again, I'm, what was the original question? It's so funny. I'm like, squirrel, squirrel. It was, you're all good. It was, where did, when did you get to a point where you wanted to just invest in your growth with a business coach or with your team? That's so funny. It's like, why? It's just because my stories are like so massive and I'm trying to figure out which part do I fit. But here's the thing. Here's the other fun thing. I have like five business coaches. Wow. Because they all have different things that they excel in, right? Mm. I've got the one who's like a total numbers guy. I've got the one, um, are you familiar with Lisa Nichols? No, I'm not. Oh, you would love her. I, I, my own little nickname for her, she's like the female black Tony Robbins. Like she is amazing. Mm. And so she taught me how to be a better public speaker. Mm. And then Susie Carter taught me how to be a better entrepreneur, a better business owner, put together standard operating procedures and put together a strong business plan so mm. I can break through the barriers and setting, setting my sights higher and raising my prices. And she's mm. been amazing. Steve Eck is my business coach that not only is a, an, an auto repair shop owner, but then also is just like my marketing genius numbers guy. Vanya Clark Butler continues to be my amazing first coach and always will be my coach. And she's my Infusionsoft slash Keep CRM guru. So I met her when she was doing E-Myth Revisited Coaching. And then she, she and I continued even after she left that. And then, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, that was four. And then, um, oh gosh, I'm always missing somebody. Oh, um, um, Mike Dooley is a spiritual coach that I follow I about know. thoughts become things. And so if you really want to succeed, you need to visualize it. So I've been following him for years and then there's, there's just others, but yeah, take my money. If you want to teach me something, it's great. <laughs> right. <laughs> here's the thing. Oh, and then I have, I also have Rob Russell who is, and, and Brian Gillis. Like I've just got so many people that are helping me along this journey because I believe strongly that when I'm the biggest fish in the pond, mm. I'm not growing. But when I am surrounding myself with people who can help me lift my standards, rise up, and I, yeah, I'm going. And then I've, I've got more. I've got more in real estate investing. Like, oh, shout out to Greg Cohen of JWB. I'm buying my sixth rental property because of what I'm learning through the Not Your Average Investor show, which mm. is a podcast that he does twice a week. Like seriously, there's so much learning out there and I'm just that junkie that wants to constantly grow and evolve because I want to clink champagne glasses with you someday, my darling, <laughs> looking back on where we've been, like, look at how far we've come. Look, we've done it. Oh, so amazing. I feel you though. I mean, I invest in, in learning as well and just my health, I think. I'm just like, okay, better this season, this season, I'm going to expand in this way. And being able to reflect on it all is the funnest part, I would say. Yeah. Oh, 
totally. Yeah. Like, why is my personal trainer having me do this? Really? And then later on, you're like, oh, wow, it was so great. It allowed me to be stronger here. Oh, look, no more sprained ankle. Like, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. So the minute I stop learning, just I should, I, I've, I've obviously given up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just to transition, what would you say is your biggest rock to move on your journey to seven figures? <laughs> well, just that, trying to figure out how to get to the seven figures. <laughs> you know, we're all different. And I'm sure that there's going to be a viewer on this show that's going to be like, well, Jen, it's so simple. Just do this. Okay, call me, please. 408-833-9868. If you've got something that you want to share with me and you know, you can see it, you can see it clearly what I'm missing. But that's the thing. I clearly am still trying to get involved into these other vertical markets and they don't, they just don't know me as well yet. Right. Mm -hmm. I've invested 13 years in the auto repair industry, a mm -hmm. couple of, no, let's see, four years in the construction industry and relatively one year, one year in dental and healthcare. Right. Mm -hmm. So admittedly I have to be patient and I have to constantly, you know, get, get in there, say, Hey, how can I bring value to you? Here, here's me. In fact, one of the things that I'm doing is I have a couple of podcasts myself, one of which is called ask the doc. And that is specifically for dental and healthcare professionals. Wow. And so I am interviewing all kinds of amazing, uh, doctors, dentists, therapists, authors, you name it. And they are, they are focused on healthcare. And a lot of them are uh, mental healthcare mm. um, experts, which is really, I'm so glad we're adding that to the conversation of health. Um, but yeah, this show, Ask the Doc, it is a great little show. And it is something that I just love doing because if I can help get the word out about some of the great work that these people are doing through the healthcare that they provide, then yeah. all the better. Right. And I have another show called Connecting with Jennifer Filzen, and I do as similar to what you are doing, where I get to interview people from all walks of life, and mm -hmm. I find out what makes them special and unique, and what is their why, and who do they serve, and what advice do they have, and guess what? It's like a mini version of what we do in our SEO interviews. It's just mm -hmm. getting to know people and finding out what makes them tick so we can help them highlight what makes uh, what makes the world a better place with them. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. So life is, life is beautiful. And I I'm know. just so honored, so honored to be here. Oh, me too. This has been extremely touching. I'm very grateful. Aw. You know, you did end up answering some questions about any favorite agency scaling influencers or authors. You named a few. Do you have any others that you want to name just by chance? Oh, goodness. Uh, Tony Robbins. Uh Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, I think, I think that, oh gosh, uh, shall I start reading? Shall I start reading? All of it? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, truly, I think, I think if we're going to move any, any massive rocks out of our path for, you know, moving forward, we need to not only focus on how to make our businesses better, but also to how do we improve our, our personal development? How do we, how do we raise the thermostat in this thing right here and in this thing? Because, you know, you can have all of the tools, but if you have self-doubt, mm. you have negative self-talk, if you tell yourself constantly, I can't do that, 
then guess what? You're going to manifest it. So I think it's very important in my journey. And I, I encourage everyone who's on the journey for reaching beyond their comfort level. Yeah. First off, face what you fear most. You'll find that it was nothing to fear at all. And just constantly, whether it be through videos or books or Audible, whatever, consume, consume, consume things that are going to help educate you and improve your life or at least improve your knowledge. You know, the best thing we can do is to educate ourselves. And when we have knowledge, we we keep moving our value up higher and higher. So why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's still cheaper than a college education. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I have to add that in. I love it. <laughs> you know, applied knowledge is power, right? And just with all the tools that we can, we're, we have access to now in this day and age, we just have to be intentional, right? Exactly. Exactly. Intention is is definitely it. I mean, whew, isn't it fun though when you can go, like you've been working on yourself or whatever, right? And you go to a party or you go see some friends that you haven't seen in a while and they're like, so tell me, what have you been doing? And you're like, oh, let me tell you how I'm doing. Yep. And they're like, whoa, how do you do all that? Versus, so what are you up to? Nothing. What's new? Nothing. I, 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 I don't want to be that person that says nothing. Yeah. I want to always be listing off the cool stuff that I'm tackling this time. Yeah. Maybe it's my OCD. Maybe it's my ADHD, whatever. <laughs> but I like to constantly stretch and go beyond my comfort zones because how else am I going to get to be in a better spot? Yeah. How else will we grow? So important. Gosh, this conversation. I've really enjoyed this and I'm certain listeners will as well. Do you have any lasting advice for agency owners or your peers listening to this? Yeah. When we're all starting off, um, you know, we, we have to do what we have to do. Um, and, and it's a journey. It's a journey. You know, when I first started it, um, I was totally in the, the new things of social media. I was one of the pioneers who was taking this seriously as a business model and teaching other people how to do it. And a lot of people were like, eh, right. And, and so I spent a lot of time and effort figuring this thing out. And now I can proudly say that, yeah, yeah, we have a good number of, of, of clients that we're doing this for because of what we've learned. Now, ironically, um, you have to, even if we're in this industry of marketing and comparing ourselves to other people, cause it's, it's, it's everywhere, right? Yes. Who's prettier, who's more successful, who's richer, who's, who has a better tan, who wears that better? Like whatever, stop, stop, stop with the negative self-talk and worrying about what everyone else is doing because someone can easily say to me, well, gosh, Jen, you're looking a little long in the tooth there. You got a few gray hairs. <laughs> You've been doing this for like 13, 15 years and really what makes you special anymore? And it's like, well, okay, I have seen it all go through its infancy. And yeah, I don't have a million followers. You know why? Because I am handling the accounts of like 60 different clients. I don't have time for me anymore. And so <laughs> don't judge me on how many friends I have. Judge me on how successful my clients are. Yeah. 
Yes. So we may think in our naivete that this is the marker of success, but guess what? You're going to reach it at some point and you're going to say, oh, that's not enough. Then this is the new marker for success. And then guess what? You're going to reach that. And then your standards are going to continue to raise. So it's a journey. Don't be mean to people. Lift them up and encourage them. Because what they say, you might you might be on the trajectory of the path up and then you have to climb down. <laughs> like, right. So you always want to be kind and you mm. always want to value your relationships over transactions because otherwise it might bite you. Mm. That was a great piece of advice. Thank you. I love that you emphasize it's it's the journey because once we get that thing we've been longing for, we're like, what's next? <laughs> totally. So, uh, totally. The more, more, more. I know. But, you know, it's funny. I did have a friend uh, I saw recently and he's super successful. I even told him, like, I want to be like you. And so I've, I've been working on being like him. And I'm like, hey, I'm not where you are, but I'm getting closer, mm. getting closer, buddy. And he and it's funny because even though, like, I feel like I'm about to reach his status and I'm not, I still have a long way to go. But he's reached another status. And he goes, Jen, you're stressing me out. You're like how I used to be a few years ago. I'm like, damn it. This is when I met him. Like, I met him a few years ago. And he was in this, he was like the energy, right? And I was like, whoa, I want to be like that. And now he's in a different space. He's like, oh, I'm so, I'm so over the hard working part. I now want to have time. I don't want to do all the work. He's like, wants to retire. So mm. like, damn it, I'm not there yet. I've still got another 10 years before I can even start having that conversation. Mm. But it's just funny because like even I am like reaching like, hey, I'm here. And he's like, oh, no, you're not there yet. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's still a good lesson, right? Because yeah. it's like, yeah. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. And we're all going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. The things, the things that even bring us to our knees, the things that we just, we, we don't think we're going to get over. We do. And we uh -huh. become the stronger, better, more evolved individuals that we are. And, you know, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. Both of my grandmothers, both of my grandmothers are still alive. They're both 98 years old. And the elder one is going to uh -huh. be turning 99 in December, 2022. Oh my god! And, so and I just know because I got good genes. I'm going to live to be a hundred. I want to make sure that when I am sitting in my rocking chair, or you know, someone's putting me in my rocking chair because I can't quite sit in there all by myself. Whatever the situation is, when I'm a hundred, I want to say, "Yeah, I lived life to the fullest. I I did it. I did it, and I had fun along the way, and I brought joy with me along the way." Now I'm tearing. <laughs> Oh, that was beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Thank well, you. I know we have to wrap this up, but I just absolutely adore you. And I hope your fans just, just, just carry you through and support you because you are amazing and you've Aww. been so kind. Thank you so much. Aww. Thank you for your time. And I'm excited for listeners to hear this. <laughs> have a good rest of your day. Thank you, love. <laughs>